This is how it's going to start. Jason Mraz, and this is the DJ Slump Pump Swamp Action Reload Up. Uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what I had there. This is it. Thanks for being here. This is a special one right now. I'm recording to you from a different mic. I'm coming to you from a different microphone than I normally use. Wow, can you tell? Bet you can't, but maybe if you can, maybe because I told you you can. This is a live to tape podcast, also known as Live to Tap, also known as Live to Tape, the Italian um, referee reincorporation banquet of buffets. It's also known as the Executive Buffet, which is a buffet that's only available to executives. It's on the mezzanine floor of a downtown hotel. A lot of guys in their uh, late 40s, early 50s, with you know some real, some very hoary stubble, some very thick salt and pepper stubble are having huge breakfasts. <laughs> They're having huge breakfasts with their uh, business associates that they work with. And this is technically a work trip, but you know, everything's a work trip on these guys' lives. They, they live their work. They don't live, work hard, play hard. They work, I don't know, they work as their play. It's the executive buffet, okay? That's the saying for today. Work as you play. It's the executive buffet. Here we are, hands on the branch, fully committed, nonstop. Daddy's big red truck is come to a full and complete stop outside the barn. The barn is huge. You could probably swing a golf club in there and swing, hit some golf balls in Daddy's barn. It's just outstanding. The truck is, uh, you can't break it, but it has a bunch of dents in it because it's for fun to let you know that this truck doesn't mean business. It means fun because you work to play on the executive buffet. This is a little bit of Patrick Cowley underneath us right now. Love Come Set Me Free. This album is always, always, always good. It's just so... I think this is off his album Afternooners. Always a great album, all the time. Patrick Cowley. Today's podcast is brought to you by Lemons. Lemons, they're, you know, they're not going anywhere. They're used in everything all the time. Sense and flavor. Lemons. If you don't like them... Better get used to not liking them because people like them. Lemons. Also brought to you by clear glass. Most glass is clear. That's why we call it glass. But a lot of it's not clear. It's still glass, though. You, you might have to fuck up to find out. Clear glass here on the podcast. Also, please know you can rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. You just go to the place that you do that on and you click it and you do it. You can write a review and I might read it on the air. This is the air. In case you're wondering, this is the air. Also, if you want more extra behind-the-scenes goodies and st- stuff like that, 
It's live to tape. It's, um, I know this. It's patreon.com slash live to tape, okay? It's patreon.com slash live to tape. I've had a cool week. I went to Planet Fitness. I managed to close my membership out there after being unable to do it. I did it in person, and I just told them I wanted to close it, and uh, it was simple as that, which is great because that place smells like uh, smells like the Olive Bar at Whole Foods. You ever notice that? If you've been there, this particular one I'm going to, it's got sort of that like um, like olive uh, Italian bacteria smell. Which kind of makes me think maybe it's a good thing. Maybe Planet Fitness, as I'll call it PF, is super healthy because there's such as this huge colony of bacteria that's killing off the bad bacteria because it's... Aren't olives that way? Olives? God, olives are good, aren't they? Aren't olives just good? Olives are, olives are a real adult food. They definitely are. Let's move on. Let's bring in our guest. This guy, we've had him on the podcast before. That means you know he's a real good, classic, experienced, skillful guest. He has a bunch of amazing podcasts, which we talk about here on this podcast. He's got a great new TV show out. you got to see. I love this man so much. He's so he's such a friendly and amazing storyteller. So funny. You're going to love him because you, because already, you already know who he know is. is. John, John. Gabrus. Do not disturb D and D. I'm watching a movie. D and D. I'm watching. I'm getting my hair cut. D and D. Recording a pod. D and D. Do you have the record you think for most podcasts recorded? No. You ever thought about that? Maybe pursuing that record. I'm curious because as a guest on other people's pods too, because yeah. I do enjoy doing them, so I say yes all the time. And I have a bunch of my own. But there are people who like, you know, like I think Ira Glass has got me beat. For but a Ira while. Glass, that's guy it's not a podcast, that's a radio thing. It's different. Right. Okay. It's not the same. I wonder. I mean, I'm probably up there. I'm in the top percentage of people I who think have so. done podcasts. Yeah. You're like the, uh, an, on certain, in terms of only pods, you're like the top 1% creator <laughs> yeah, in yeah. only pods. Yeah, and, except you're making uh, uh, three, you know, triple digit figures. That is the, uh, that is the uh, funny thing about the, uh, the podcasting is compared to, uh, I think some of those OnlyFans girls are pulling down. Probably insane amounts of money. Yeah. Why would you pay for podcasts when you could pay for a beautiful woman yeah, to take her exactly. clothes on like that? Like, there, you can't... I don't want to compete with that. You that is the... You can't. That is Nothing pinnacle. you can do. <laughs> I mean, for real. But you've got some pretty heavy pod numbers. You're pretty... Uh, I'm pushing I'm pushing some numbers. Yeah. I got, I'm pushing big nums over there. Um, that It's like one of those records that if you got it, you'd be like... <laughs> Why? Like cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's maybe it's not the best thing you thing you want exactly. Yeah, but uh, it's still cool. It's still like having the uh, what's it called, the Perfect Attendance Award. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all that. Well, that's why I always tell people, I'm like, your podcast has been running for so long. Do you have any advice? I was like, the only thing I thought about when I started it was like, I should just never miss a week. That and I is didn't miss most... a week for like seven. I haven't missed a week for seven wow. years. How do you bank them? I bank a bunch. That's... What's the most you've ever banked? I can uh, sometimes try to like I just shot a travel show and I was like nervous about having to have it. so I like right. banked like nine. Woo! How many? How long did it take you to bank that nine? You can do it like my dumb Two podcast. Days? Yeah, you could do it in like three. I did it in like 
two weeks, but it was like, you know, six days God, of recording. You see, yeah. I, I have been the opposite. I've been doing a podcast for a long time, but my inconsistency is legendary. <laughs> yeah, now, have, that's what I'm wondering. Do I need to have like song ideas, uh, a no, vocoder, no, or no, no? What is this we've, one? We've, uh, Are we gardening? Like I'm trying to remember yeah. what, <laughs> what era we're in. Now. It's whatever. It's whatever you want to bring. I'll take it. I'll take whatever you got. It's sort of like a, you provide the buffet and I will pick <laughs> okay, your brain. Cool, cool. Well, I brought general sows and crab legs. Oh so my god! Go Actually, in. I kind of I'm just gonna go for the sows. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? Yeah. You know, you're a soldier Sos in the general's army. Good. That's the be- maybe one of the best food. And honestly, a food that is not easy to find here in Los Angeles. It is hard to find uh, good Chinese food. Evidently, I saw I saw a TikTok video about a, a Chinese guy was saying how the best way to find one. You saw it. Is it yeah. three, three and a half stars? Three I think? And, yeah, his his yeah. method is the three and a half star method because five stars means, means it's fucking white people who like like oh it's I love the design. It's like you don't want to go to a restaurant that looks. Nice in that way. It looks yeah. modern. A modern restaurant is not what you want. Yeah, no. he'll say like a three and a half because people it'll be dinged by some people who are like, it's a little grimy in there. It's no like, one spoke English, you know, and that's like the shit you're looking uh-huh. for in a good Chinese American, in like that New York style Chinese oh. food that is just. I had some in Oakland. I went oh. on a little tour with Amy Miller. The first comedy I did, it was probably about almost over a year ago, I guess. Yeah, it was in the summer and I went to some place I just found randomly. In Oakland, it was so incredibly good. I had the sesame paste noodles and some garlic green beans. Ooh, I feel that like I wanted to awesome. fucking cry. I could, I just ate it. I ate it until I felt sick. It was so fucking good. Oh, that's the, that shit is the best. And it was not. It was that kind of place. It wasn't that nice. It was just. Oh my god, I can't stand how much I want. That's all I want now is fucking really good, authentic Chinese food. One of my go-tos, if I'm in uh, New York City for a couple of days for work, one of my go-tos is choosing the closest by proximity to my hotel, Uh Chinese food, and that is the only parameter. No idea. Okay. Like, I don't look at the Yelp of, like, do not eat here. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to Chun Chun Kitchen or whatever, like, just a random name spot, go down there, and I get, like, my go-tos and just see how sick I am the next day. I love oh, it. That's good. Spending too much time. I always spend way too much time trying to find a place, and then it ends up being like, oh, I wasted all this time, and I got shitty food. It's kind of like when you, uh, forgive me for a crass analogy here, but yeah. it's kind of like when you're uh, whacking it, and you got like, now you're like in like a 40-minute prelude. <laughs> like you're like got too many tabs open, and you're like, this is becoming a chunk of my day. I just wanted to like whack off. I just wanted to come real quick, and now here I am. I have like 40 tabs open, and now I have like diner menu, Grubhub yeah. energy where I'm like, uh, whoa, hold on. This place doesn't have crab rangoons. This chick doesn't have the size of breasts I want. You know, you're just you like. the perfect thing when really you just, it just it's, a, it's a formality. You're eating. Right, you'd, you'd, be fa- you'd be so thankful to have like, Anything. you know, in the top forty percent of choices. So yeah. like, why would you? Why like? I'm same way with like picking something to watch at night. Every oh once my in a while, Tiff and my wife and I will be like, "All right, let's. What do you want to watch?" It's like I don't know. And then it'll be like a half hour of looking, and maybe we'll add three things. Like we should definitely watch that, but not tonight. Not. To, but sometimes right. you just have to like sit down and rip it. Like this is privileged, but we got like a meal delivery a couple of nights a week mm-hmm. to like free up some time and the most important thing it's done was take away a couple of nights a week where we have to decide agree on dinner right it's like it's huge for a marriage to not have to because like just 
halfway through the pandemic, I'd be like, what do you want to eat tonight? Uh, like that question would come earlier and earlier in the day. And then it's like, we have to fucking do something about it. Like we cannot live like this. So getting a meal plan just like lets us have like three nights a week where we don't discuss. Now, and that's oh, you all- do. How, how does that work exactly? They just drip deliver like overnight. They deliver like oh, so it's ready like a, to bake meals. A company. Or, yeah, a company does Oh, you like it? Yeah, I do actually enjoy it. Um, do you uh, recommend f- them? Do you have a promo code? I wish, uh, but I could shout out Kushi Foods. Their food is their food is How's good. How's it spelled? K o o s h i. Okay, it's like super healthy, uh, or to me, it's super healthy stuff. But um, the thing I like about it is just like three days a week, I'm default eating healthy and not concerned with what's coming for dinner. I think I'm gonna do this. I I, I gotta do it. It's fun to do when you're like in because it like just eliminating like the half hour a day. The decision. The decision. Yes, it's not about the anything but the decision. The decision is always the hard part of it. Yeah, and then you realize like when someone else makes the decision for you because that's the one like some of these meal delivery services like choose from these eight options. Mm Kushi's kind of like this is what you're getting. Like it just arrives. Thank God. And then that kind of you're like that sounds awful. I love having the freedom of choice. And then when you're like oh everything's gonna be fine with this food like right. All of a sudden people are picking for you and it feels like oh it feels like you have like an assistant who's like order for me. (laughs) I think if I had an assistant I'd end up having. Uh, try, the assistant would make me have to make more choices. I just don't. That's what the assistant's job would be. It would be, um, hey, um, these are the things I like and don't like. Never ask me a question. Yeah. I just don't want to be asked a question ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's like now you're getting into my actual marital woes. I'm just like sometimes I tell my wife like, all right, I'm going to tell you something. And you just like no follow up questions, okay? And oh it's my like, god! <laughs> and it's it like last night, <laughs> I just tell like an arbitrary story, and my wife is intrigued in What's the details. No more? What's kind no more? of, yeah. and I can't like, and she's like half pays attention to the answers. Anyway, I'm like, I think you're like. Like it's designed that you're supposed to ask follow-ups when someone mm-hmm. tells you something, but like we're married, like we're in the house together all, all day the long. Time. <laughs> yeah, like right. we don't. You don't have to ask follow. I'll be like, okay, so I did this. Now no follow-ups, and she'll be like, can I have two questions? <laughs> I I'm like, gonna start doing this. <laughs> yeah. I was telling my wife something last night about this place I went. I was like, it's a, it was a bad vibe. It was just bad vibe. She's like, what, what was it like? I'm like, it was just, it was just bad. I don't want to talk about it because it was unpleasant. And it was unpleasant because of how fucking boring it was. And she's like, well, what, what, what made it boring? And then they're like, like just, and- it was bad. It was a bad vibe. I'm never going to go back there because it was a bad vibe of being so boring. I don't want to talk about it again. And then just you find yourself that- like you find yourself going in towards a direction where you're like, are we now? Fighting or fighting debating about the dumbest thing, yeah. Like possible. We're, now we're debate. Like, well, I just wanted to know, and I'm like, well, I just don't want to say. And then you're like, oh, now we're fighting about this, and mm-hmm. it, I never even want. And then you find yourself like the next day, be like, all right, well, I'm not even gonna tell her about the bad vibes at this place, right? <laughs> like, I'm just like, how was your day? I was like, it was great. Only good things. <laughs> Only pictures of Halloween decorations and dogs, <laughs> stuff like that. Only stuff where, oh, I forgot. I saw this cool skeleton. I took a picture of it for you. <laughs> yeah, you, know? take a look. you love nothing this else. <laughs> yeah. uh, we might be married to the same person. I think so. I think it's pretty. It's a pretty common person to be married to. <laughs> I think it's, it's probably pretty damn. You close. like spooky stuff, right? Great. Uh, I yeah. saw a spooky uh-huh. thing today. Great. We'll watch a spooky movie later. Yep. That's the fun of October. Is oh my that god, the best. Your content is kind of chosen for you because you're like, well, we should. Mm. If our sh- if a show where we don't like 
if if it's a night like tonight where none of our shows are new, like nothing we're right. watching is out, we're like the Dragon Show. I'm assuming you're watching the Dragon. We're show. watching the Dragon Show and, uh, uh, and the Hobbit Show. Oh, you watch the Hobbit Show too? Wow! I can't get enough of that stuff, and okay. the Hobbit Show is uh, is not good. And I would say the Dragon Show. I'm not even enjoying. That See, much I I hated the Dragon Show first episode. I literally was like, I'm done with this. Got back into it, and now I can't get enough. See, I felt the same. I feel like I went on the same ride. It was okay. the first couple of episodes. I was like, I don't give a fuck about any of these characters. Yeah. And I will say, in this most recent episode, did you watch Sunday nights? I yeah, won't say I did. any spoilers. Last night. Last yeah, night. Yeah, last night. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, really enjoyable. Still, don't give a fuck about any one of the characters. You don't? Oh. Yeah, like I don't know, like and. I don't, and I kind of dig that. Like, I'm not rooting for anyone. I'm just kind of like, I'm very curious. I'm, they've got me. I'm absolutely hooked. Yeah, I'm in. But, but it's rare that I'm hooked on a show and I have, like, a, an attachment to zero characters. I'm more of like, oh, I hate this guy. Yeah. I guess that that's, mm-hmm. like, the energy. And, like, uh, my favorite guy is the eye patch. Uh, oh, my God. He's so detestable. He's so... But I almost... You almost, like, think in this episode, you're like, oh, he's, like, turned a leaf. He's cool. I, I don't yeah. even know. Honestly, I don't know because that's the whole thing. They manipulate you. They think, "Oh, you're a smart viewer, huh? Oh, you're you're savvy. Guess what? You're fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. You were wrong about this guy. Dude. He's good. <laughs> yeah. They love to do that shit mm-hmm. on you. It's like actually, he's good. Actually, no one's actually good. he's bad. <laughs> oh, guess what? He's good again. Sorry. Now he's bad. And now, oh, you put a poster up of him. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. He had some anti-Semitic remarks mm-hmm. to say. Okay, he's back off. Guess what? The actor's bad, but the character's good. <laughs> <laughs> we hired a bad guy actor to play a good guy. What do you think, fuckers? Follow that. Kevin Spacey is the hero. <laughs> now it's a they should get set. him back in. They should just get a bunch of people who are like detestable, rapey dudes, get him in to play good characters on shows I like just that. Push, flex how good of writers just and creators. Just fuck with people's heads. Like, but I like him so much, but he's such a fucking... He's a maniac. Harvey Weinstein in season two of House of Dragons. Harvey Weinstein as the child. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, he just cries. He's a massive baby. Yeah, we crossed a dragon with a human and we have this massive baby with a lazy eye. Who wants to get Marissa Tomei to give him a back rub? Yeah, who who has points on Pulp Fiction? Points. Uh, (laughs) He's so rich. Fucking piece of shit. Uh, Wait, so who, like, what? Are we rooting for in the Dragon Show? Like, what are we not rooting I don't for? Even but like, know. like exactly in like in Game of Thrones, you're like, well, I like Jon Snow. I hope yeah. he gets like some respect. Oh, Tyrion's cool. I hope he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Like on this show, you're like the lack of attachment to anyone and the time jumps. Let yeah. it just kind of like almost be. The show has good stakes, but no, no personal stakes involved. Right. So you're just like, oh, I'm just watching purely like who's going to die, who's going to punch who. I kind of think it's just you are rooting for some kind of stability, someone to pull forward and make their shit work because everyone is just, it's not working. It's just everything is constantly not working for the families, it seems like. Yeah, it seems like. And even in uh, last night, it's like, okay, wow. And then at the end, it's like, uh, uh, he's like, I got it. That guy is such a great actor. I just I had, my opinion of him has totally changed. Same. I thought he was so whack when it yeah. first started. I was like, this is the guy from fucking Hot Fuzz. I'm Patty Constantine. Yeah, something like that. I was like, yeah, who gives a shit? Dude, that but- guy can fucking do it. He puts it out. Evidently, he's a weirdo in person. Oh, I bet. Like a big time weirdo. He wears purple contacts <laughs> because he has some sort of weird, sort of non existent disease. It was, in, it was uh, diagnosed by the person who invented the disease. 
It's named after this person, and that's the person who diagnosed him with this weird sort of like, uh, kind of, you can't really tell what it is, but he has to wear purple tinted contacts. That's awesome. He's I want also, that disease. Yeah, he's I also mean, evidently I don't have it, but evidently he's uh, has Asperger's syndrome, which uh, seems to not be true uh, due to his extreme emotional range. Yeah, I, I don't want, know. I don't. I don't know much about the dude, but I I was impressed, especially like he gets to do these crazy time jumps uh, and dot, like grayscale takes over more and more of him. That's what it is. Is grayscale? I think so. Okay, probably. I think is. they were hinting at it like early on, like that stone skin shit that they yeah. were peeling, like that we would later see in Game of Thrones. Nasty. Yeah, that shit is nasty. It's like leprosy or something. Yeah, it's there for it's like. When you get touched by like one of the weird gray dwarves, yeah. you get that, or like, I, yeah. and it turns out it's not contagious to anyone else though, because he's had that. I, that's what I kept thinking that they were like over the twenty years that the show takes place, mm-hmm. some of the kids and shit were gonna have it, or like some of the yeah. nurses or maesters. The mice, the maester, the maesters are so funny, creepy. They're like these old, creepy men. They're like they've managed to make specialists. <laughs> I was gonna say they managed to make like priests creepier uh-huh. <laughs> by being like they're also kind of our scientists and you're like oh god they no. do hi i'm an expert in the science of masturbation allow me to help you release the demons inside of you it's like you're just getting tugged off by a weird guy in a cloak with a Sir, necklace i found that the best way is to watch the full moon at night and understand that you will never see breasts the size uh, of this thank ever. you maester <laughs> The master recommends you take this little dram of liquid. (laughs) It's milk of the poppy. Milk of the poppy. God, they said that so much. So much, oh, can I get a little milk of the poppy, please? And it's funny when it's like a fantastical thing and then milk of the poppy is opium. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like... like, Well, they got to bring you in somehow. Otherwise, uh, you have to pay so much attention that you become a nerd. Turban's root, and you're like, oh, no, I have no idea what this could be. (laughs) Turban's He's... All hacked up on turbans root. He's hacked up. <laughs> that sounds like a real thing that someone like Wales would say. <laughs> oh, mate, he's got hacked up over here. Oh, he's hacked up. I remember a British dude on my rugby team said, I got to have a slash real quick in, in reference to like taking a quick piss. Oh, a and slash. I, and I never heard it. He's like, I got to have a quick slash, mate. And I was like, a slash. <laughs> I like that. Sounds that. more like a shit than a piss. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I think. I'm going to have a quick slash. Then what's a what's a shit then you think in that rugby language? Oh, I don't know. I got to have a sp- <laughs> I got to have a splash. A rugger. <laughs> I've got to drop a fucking lager, mate. I've got to I've got to I don't even know. Yeah. It's anything I say is going to be um less ridiculous than the real thing. Right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the best part about slang and even like uh UK like you're always like Oh, this is a funny accent that they do, huh? <laughs> and then you like meet like someone who doesn't have that accent at all, and they sound super. And then you meet someone who has an in, more insane like. Oh, do you do? And you're like, Oh, fuck, I'm fucking that dude from here. It's a necky fucking fucking brain that that we know. Oh, well, you want to fuck sit there? Um, hi, I would like to order a bagel. <laughs> Uh, it's coming right up for getting that sent to this one. Fuck the name, Yeah, yeah. Cream cheese, please. Yeah, cream cheese. <laughs> funny, I'm getting a little thrown over there. Imagine ordering bagels in Scotland. Hi, right, welcome to Scottish bagels. <laughs> hey, mine isn't that good. Yeah, well, hold yeah, on to your uh, asshole, mate. Uh, hold on to it there. You might like it a bit if you fucking just get a shark and then you fucking roll with that. This has got fentanyl on it, this thing there. You say it has fentanyl on it? 
<laughs> no, so you want, want to sit down and vent, vent out the way of the vent, vent out of vent out of it all. It's milk of the fentanyl. Yeah, more. <laughs> the king needs more milk of the fentanyl. He needs get, he needs to get milk on the of fucking. The fent. He's on the Michael Jackson. Uh, shit. That was propofol. Propofol, yes. Mm. <laughs> I actually had propofol. They give it to you when you get a like a colonoscopy. You get propofol. Oh. Isn't that crazy? That seems like a lot. I guess, but if they give you the right amount. Right, yeah. If you're not using uh-huh. it every night to, to sleep. fall asleep, yeah. like a, if you're not taking it like it's a CBD gummy. God. <laughs> Michael. All right, time for me to go to sleep. All right, bring over the ether napkin and just put me out. Remember how the press used to call him Jacko? <laughs> yeah, Wacko Jacko. Wacko Jacko. Wacko Jacko's here again. Wacko Jacko's back with his fentanyl napkin. And isn't it funny that him, like him being kind of weird, is the we- least weird thing about, like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. he's strange. He dresses strange. And it's like, oh God, I would kill for a celebrity that just dressed strange and didn't right. fucking s- systematically molest kids uh, or some shit. You can't say that now. People are like, there's a lot of people out there who also believe in flat Earth who are like, Michael did not. There's no evidence that he ever did it, bro. If you make, mm-hmm. if you write a joke about Michael Jackson uh, k- touching kids on Twitter. Uh, or a reference to it. People, I mean, there's not people. People come out of the woodwork yeah. to defend him and say, they, uh, uh, "They've all seen." And this, I, I, I had this happen to me less than a year ago. They've all seen a different documentary really? that this like one? That, that like exonerates oh. Michael in their mind or something like that. I don't get it. Yeah, I, yeah, it's and it's really like strange. It, it sounds fucking. I'm like. And I get it. It's hard to like hear about someone that you idolized yeah. was a terrible person. Like that's something I think all of us as citizens of the uh, current world are like. We're all feeling that. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh fuck, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, yeah. I, I, I like, I, wow, man, I really like that guy as an actor. And now I have a. So if you're like love Michael Jackson, you hear this. Like some people just like put up that wall of like you can't get me to believe. Yeah, I'm now. At, I now have the wall where I just don't have t- the room. To care, so I just don't want to know if someone hap- if someone gets called out for something. I'm just going to be well. Oh, I'm just going to forget about it because I got to enjoy my media. I got to right. enjoy it because I just can't. I can't like we can. It's, I mean, separating the art from the artist yeah. is like there's certain things. Like I'm not going to like run up to a place and be like shut off smooth criminal if it plays. Yeah, but I'm probably not going to throw on Thriller and listen to it at home anymore. And and it's not because. Of any stance I'm taking, it's just it's Makes hard. Think about it. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. Not to, it's hard not to. It's hard to hold those thoughts at the same. It's time. It's different than watching like a Weinstein movie. You can watch a Weinstein movie. I can't watch a Woody Allen movie anymore you though. Can't. What I, about I, like a classic one? Well, that's what I'm wondering because I, I get rewatch yeah. some of my favorites because they're so good. They're just I, so good. Hannah's and his, Hannah and her sister is like one of my favorite. That's Manhattan. so dramatic. I man. love those movies, and yeah. then it's like I don't know if I could. I'm not dying to rewatch. I'm definitely not gonna. Rewatch any of his bad ones ever. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like, well, let me give Curse of a Jade Scorpion a second run here. You know, right. no, I'm not gonna do that. But I don't have. There is just so much shit out there to like do and watch that it's like it would have to be like John Carpenter or Michael Mann would come out oh. as like a, an insurrectionist or a molester. I'll, for... I'll, if they're an insurrectionist, if Carpenter's an insurrectionist. You, I, I don't care. Yeah, you know I what? Really it, it would have to get to like it would have to get to like uh, non-political drum. Like yeah, yeah. If, yeah if John Carpenter was like Carpenter uh, can almost do no wrong. I think. I'm, I think also the reason he can do no wrong is because he is such a cool guy. 
in person. Like everything about him is such a cool, he's so cool that I think it's probably impossible for him to be actually a bad guy. Right. I think he can. He just has good enough taste that he's such like, a hardliner. He's yeah. such a, uh, what do you call it? Um, there's a name for it when someone just has a uh, really good taste and they're just sort of like so dogmatic about what they like and those he's like they integrity, don't. maybe? Integrity. Yeah, I mean, he, he fucking yeah. rules. He's and also, he hasn't made a movie in a long time mm-hmm. in a good way. Like, in a way, like, he hasn't mm-hmm. made something recently where you're like, he's got that movie uh, where the guy yeah. speaks in the, the AAVE and it's bad. Or, you right. know what I mean? Like, Something it, like that. He's not like, because he's probably lightly out of touch, but he's not fucking putting himself out there all the time, right. which, I, which I think is also smart on his part. Just collect some paychecks off the Halloween reboots. And, and he's not a big socializer, too. Evidently, he talks shit about a lot of other directors because he says they're just a bunch of windbags and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has this director's group he meets up with. They stop going to it because he's like, I don't want to walk in there and have a list of fucking Cronenberg talk about himself. <laughs> he says this. This is public. It's like, fucking Cronenberg, man. He thinks he's the fucking God's gift to... Cinema. It's like, uh-huh. shut up. <laughs> I think about that. Like, and meanwhile, I would pay like uh, $28 a month to listen to the Patreon of Carpenter and Cronenberg oh just shooting the shit about. What is your Carpenter like talk shit about at Cronenberg? Oh. Well, Carpenter is like funny and cool in that way that it's, he's like, oh, what have you been up to for like the last few years? He's like, I'm mostly playing video yeah. games with my son. And, sm- and vaping. <laughs> yeah, like vaping. Vaping, <laughs> play fucking video games, and then we started making music together. And oh, his music, music is, is fun. so good. If you heard this, this one song, I played it a bunch on the podcast and stuff. I was driving around. I was is like, it off Lost Themes? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know it, don't you? I'll, I will know Dude, it. But I, I'm not gonna tell, I can't tell you the name of any of his so tracks. There's this one, I think, it's called, I think it's called Night. And I was driving around. I rented a cabin. To do some writing in um, Lake Arrowhead. I think it was Lake Arrowhead. Maybe it was one of those places about you know a few months ago in middle after Fourth of July weekend. Maybe it was that weekend of Fourth of July weekend. And um, but I rented across the, uh, the the lake this little town called Fawn Skin, I think, which is creepy and small. And yeah, not, the not name good. is creepy. Yeah, yeah. It's creepy. It's old. There's no there's no lights at all. Should have stayed in the city in the in the city quote unquote of Arrowhead or whatever. But I didn't. Uh, maybe it was it was Big Bear. I think I don't even know. But I was driving around at night uh, going to get some food and I was listening to this song in the the car and I was like, this is the scariest thing you can possibly do is drive around at night to this song. Dude, I fucking love it. I used to play... I used to play in a poker game that went really late at night right. and, and like play till like two in the morning. And it was like a 20 minute drive back to my house from where it was. And I would just have the windows down, sunroof open and play some sort of synthy, uh, like carpenter, tangerine dream type music. And driving through LA at night when there's uh. no other cars on the road and the lights and you have this music playing. Because I grew up watching people drive around LA in movies. That yeah. when you're doing it, all of a sudden you're like, I wish I had fucking driving gloves on right oh my now. I get out and choke somebody. <laughs> this fucking rules. It's so dude. hard. Listen to a blasting with the windows open. And like, you got your, uh, got your brights on, but you can't see shit because it's so dark. You just like pull up next to someone at a light with this blast in the door, and like you have sunglasses on and it's pitch black out. You just turn and look to them, and then look back and blow the red light. Covered in blood. <laughs> 
just covered in blood. Yeah, you just look at them smile and blood comes out of your mouth like fucking near dark or some shit. It's so cool that he's able to make this music so late in life and it still just rips. Yeah. Well, that was like hear, one of the best things about his movies was always the score. Oh my and god! It's like that's those are two insanely different skill sets, and the fact that he does both so thoroughly well is. He awesome. also has said that a lot of the movies, like with Halloween, he said the first cut was not good. He didn't like it. Then he scored it, and it was all of a sudden, oh, this is good. Yeah. Because <laughs> the score, it just brings it everything home. It takes everything and just p- pulls it together like gel. He's so funny the way he talks about stuff. Hearing talk about like when people talk to him about the success of thing he's always like well it didn't make any money when it came out mm-hmm. and he's like i wish i would have gotten the page like and it's really funny like he sounds he's like pissed. us <laughs> yeah, he sounds like yeah well now everyone's listening to my patreon mm-hmm. <laughs> now that i'm not up he has a patreon though no, no okay i could believe it <laughs> i know it makes sense mm-hmm. it, it's the future like there's going to be these companies that just show up to a celebrity and are like hey we can just like snoop dogg is like weaponized his uh or monetized his like instagram and twitter and such oh he has yeah he's just like posting memes and like yeah yeah. and apparently someone told me that like (laughs) the guy who runs snoop dogg's instagram is like a 23 year old like white Uh, kid named derek or something (laughs) and he's just like printing money for snoop (laughs) on that funny like if you have just enough followers like right i just recently like did this uh i got a publicist because i show, had, i want to talk about your show First, yeah that's why i want you know definitely talk about let's that. get to it so yeah that i did this travel show and i hired a publicist it's and called the, 101 places to party before you die it's kind know. of like a trap pally and my co-host adam, adam pally, pally yeah. we, we set out to just make a show like we wanted to make a travel show that was funny we wanted to like Pretty much film ourselves doing bits and getting drunk and right. like see if that was a good premise. And, you know, remains to be seen how well liked of a premise it was. But we did eight. And it was a dream. Oh, my God. That's great. So I hired a publicist to, like, help promote the show. Mm-hmm. And then I found myself doing, like, this weird world of po- – I mean, I doubt any of them are listening. But this weird world of podcasts that, like, people based in Denver and Nevada uh-huh. and stuff. And they have, like – all their uh, social media is like they follow 6,000 people and 5,000 people oh, follow really? them. Mm-hmm. And it all seems like this weird fabricated market of like they cross promote each other. They like, yeah. pro- I got tagged in like 20 things from doing like one podcast based out of like, yeah, Nevada. they promote so hard and they promote it so hard. And then it's like, oh, my, these people have good relationships with publicists because right. then it's like, hey, we can get. Our client on these 12 podcasts that no one has heard of that aren't in. I mean, I'm sure some people listen to, but they're just not in the dialogue of podcasts that I'm familiar with. And then so you find these like weird ass worlds and you're just like, this dude is making enough money probably to like live in Carson, Nevada in a house. And he just talks once a week to celebrities about whatever they're promoting. Mm -hmm. And it's like the, the, the fact that that exists economically is like smart and terrifying, you know? Yeah. It's like a remora on a shark or something where they're feeding off of the, they're feeding, the publicist feeds them people who are, they want to do stuff just because they have something to promote so they would never turn down an opportunity. It's just an hour, like who cares? Right, and then the publicist knows like this guy's, this person kind of needs guests. So it's like, I, there, there's the dynamic is all there. It's like all three people are like nakedly desperate for right. what the other person provides, and then kind of like it's like a weird circle jerk kind of thing. But see, participating in that has been very unusual. Of like, it's the same as calling into radio. Sh- it's the modern version of calling into a, a radio show. Yeah, or doing like uh, phoners. Yeah, phoners, mm-hmm. and maybe you did on some of your shows too, like those press junkets where you're sitting in a chair and the it's KNL, like KNCW, <laughs> right? Uh, KNCW uh, Cincinnati. 
ready. This is yeah. uh, Jason and Jackson in the morning. We have 11.14. Uh, we are jumping over to Tampa at 11.21. All we right. need to be on with so-and-so. Hey, Johnny, how's it going? Uh, yeah. You're on live with us. So what's the show about? Huh? You guys are traveling around? Uh, what's your Get, favorite place you've been to? Uh, getting drunk. Okay, uh, sign me up. Okay? Oh, <laughs> oh, my you are, God. You are like quoting, and that's the funniest thing, too, is like, you have like this weird zoomed out perspective of like you just did 12 different local news morning shows yeah. and they all think they're doing like doing uh, a different stuff and then when you like do 12 in a row you're like every like it's like mad libs everyone's Okay, like, I'm checking this out. Uh, they pay you for this? Uh, I'm just not sure <laughs> here this makes sense. Uh, honey, honey, uh, I got a new job. Um they're paying me to do the things that you hate, okay? <laughs> well, there's a lot of stuff like, well, Kristen here would love to do your job. It's like, "Shut up." Okay? Yeah, Kristen's Kristen, a bit of a party animal. Oh, Kristen, oh, we I can tell smell you. you in the morning, okay? Because she, let's just say she's still in her 20s, so she can get away with it, okay? And the, so, like, it's that. Oh, and also, you're describing the sense of humor outside of, like, the comedy world where, like, mm -hmm. drinking is, like, the funny thing. <laughs> like, the <laughs> idea that drinking alcohol exists is, like, the funniest thing. It's uh, like. Move the decimal point, then you've got well, how many <laughs> beers I had. <laughs> It's like, shut up! <laughs> it's like, I love trivia night. Or as I like to call it, 14 IPAs and then diarrhea in the lift. Yeah. And you're like, okay, man, cool. Just kidding, I actually drive home. <laughs> I, I'm I have a, a cop, D. no one can arrest me. <laughs> I got that sticker on my car for my dad. They, they'll pull you over and they'll just be like, okay, just get we'll, home soon. We'll get you home, okay, because we don't want to get fired by the chief of police. <laughs> God, I'm so sad. Are you sad? Are you sad? Because I'm sad. I mean... I want to commit sexual assault, but I'm not going to because I'm too much of a pussy. <laughs> I'll just carry that energy with me in all my uh, social interactions throughout the day. <laughs> I'm just going to say stuff that makes people uncomfortable and then drink a lot. To forget it. Man, that's Vicious cycle. I'm going to get drunk enough to say stuff that's upsetting, and then when I think about it, I need to drink more to forget it. And hey, look, it's Sunday morning. And it's 5 a.m. <laughs> I have no idea how my friends feel about me so right now. So much glucose in my system. <laughs> I can't I'm sleep. <laughs> but you you got it so right. So oh, 101 places to borrow. Good luck with that. Which sounds like Kristen's time at Towson. You know, it's like some local Maryland joke. But you just have to play along and be. And you are enjoying. Like you're like thankful yeah. that they're giving you the time. Right. And, and if you feel a little bit like high tech where you're like I'm talking to someone in Arkansas. Now I'm talking to someone in Montana. Now I'm talking to it's like. And then. But it also all blends together in some weird way, and you know how, like a celebrity, gets caught in it. like a someone who does this way way more gets caught in a weird gaff or something. Because I know yeah. how like on the twentieth time I'd be like, yeah. See, well the thing is like once I'm able to hammer the ten penny nail into my pecker, I'm able to like just continue to drink. you know like you would yeah. find yourself just being like entertain and like you could you could see how you could shut yourself down for going forward. Because you got to just find the thing you say and you start saying that. Remember, made fun of Lady Gaga a while ago for saying the same thing about Bradley Cooper over and over again when she was doing press. For for that movie and it's like yeah of course she did because she found something to say she's turning her brain off just answering the same question like she, yeah. people are asking the same question right. so, so it's not like she's not rude to have the same answer but right. I understand that headspace because that's how I feel and like from mm -hmm. like an improv background and like you want to be original you want to be original you all the have time fun. And, and you want to have fun and you're like afraid to be boring right and then you like try too hard and you're like I am doing 40 of these I'm sure mm -hmm. I can do some repeats in here somewhere totally repeat it just turn your brain off doesn't matter 
Because that's not the thing that people were, oh, he's so good in this interview that I didn't listen to. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, see, the thing is about Adam and I is probably one of our best qualities as friends is that we're kind of cool with each other's bullshit. So okay. we don't fight on set as much. Like, because everyone's always like, you guys ever fight on set? Like, people ask, like, the same. So I have, like, these, they're built into my head. And then. By the tenth one, you have it like rehearsed and tightened down, right. and then you find like because I was doing it with Pally. By the tenth one, we're like a little tighter and we're jumping on each other's punchlines. Oh, and nice! Like, yeah, nice, like nice, we've like yeah. na- we've like wor- workshopped the bit that is a dumb answer to a dumb question. So, would you guys, is it out now? It's out, right? It's all out now. Yeah, they all, all of them. They all aired on oh, True TV, but now yeah. they're on HBO Max, so you can watch them easily <laughs> nice. now. So now, if you're a cord cutter. You can get access. So I, a cord I, cutter, nice. Yeah, man. If you're cutting that cord, man. And so you guys basically, it's sort of like uh, Insomniac, which is an ancient show at this point, but but one of my favorites, growing up, the best. So yeah. You guys go around. You go to like a bar or something. How's we it go, work? We go to like uh, the in the original uh, kind of description. It kind of is not evident in the final cuts, but it was like. Eat some shit, drink some shit, see some shit, and recover. Like, which is kind okay. of like my actual mantra for travel is like, you got to do this. You got to do this. You you can't not see the Eiffel Tower, like, right? Or some or the Louvre or something. You can't just get blasted and eat food. You got to do something, right? And then you got to recover so that the next, like, you can't just push push it to the limit the whole time. So we kind of do that in each city, and but really the show is like becomes about like friendship. Uh, adult male friendship where and mortality is like a, a huge pusher of really of All the, right. because it, it is called before you die and we are like pushing our own personal limits as 40 year old uh, cons- especially partying you know partying is harder the older you get yeah it's it's so funny that I wish I got this job 10 years ago <laughs> like it would have uh, been like per- I mean I might have ruined my life I just drank last night for the first time in about three and a half weeks and How, how'd that go for you not good yeah, I t- I'm on I, like about a month. I'm on like one time in the last like four weeks. Oh, at wow. This okay. Point. Yeah, it was like so, Monday Night Football and the Giants lost. And I was oh, over the next shit, day. And yeah. I'm like mad at myself for it. Uh, oh, but like so the before you die thing, right. my dad died young. and uh, how, Pal- young, how young? He was in his mid-50s. He died. That's very young, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he died when I was 30. Did he have any kind of, any kind of a condition? Yeah, he had like brain, he had brain cancer or something. Oh, like, that's terrible. Yeah, and he had like... Yeah. Uh, Remove the tumor and all that shit, but mm-hmm. still just took him down. And and Pally's mom died when he was young too. So we have this sort of like yeah, it's, and we're it's, both party animals. And maybe th- those two things are most likely connected if under put under a microscope. Sure. But like, so we brought that attitude to the show too of like, and and like the fact that we were filming like in uh, February 2022, like quote unquote, right after the pandemic. Like yeah. all this energy was kind of like. In there, and it's apparent we're constantly talking about like what happened. Like we got to get to this shit before we die. Like right, you can't right. just keep like the to- the to do list gets longer and longer. And if you like die young, that's just wha- like it sucks. And it's a it's a highly a possibility. Like well, I mean, it's uh, it's that old ancient saying, memento mori, mm. the idea that you uh, you have to realize that you will die, you will die someday. So every day you should treat it as though. You have uh, you're immortal, and you ha- you are a mortal, not immortal, mm-hmm. and you have to live your life. You can't waste your time on bullshit because you might be dead tomorrow, and you're definitely going to die at some point. Right? Yeah, and you're it could d- be tomorrow. It could be in ten die. years, but keep pun- so, like 
I, th- I talk about this in the show and probably too much in life, mm-hmm. but like my dad died with like a bookshelf full of books that he was gonna read yeah. when he retired. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, fuck, dude. Like, life's short, eat dessert now. Eat he had dessert. like all this wine in his like wine rack totally. that's like, I'm saving all the good bottles for, for what? For you can't like, save. Another big thing is you gotta stop fucking saving money. People, I mean, that's that's a bad thing to say. You should. I'm actually on board with this. I, I understand what you're saying. Like, you should have some money so that like you can't be destitute. In when a you month. are in your 20s, if you can save money at all, you gotta save money. But once you hit a certain point, you gotta stop saving so much money. You gotta spend. You gotta money. use it. You gotta spend you can't it. Take it with you. you. Can't take it with you, but you gotta reinvest it. Like I don't. Th- I'm not advocating for blowing money, like buying a fucking ex- super expensive, stupid car. But you have to reinvest your money on yourself and on your friends, which sometimes means, oh, I'm going to pay for this super lavish dinner and I'm not going to even blink about the cost. Because you have to be like, who cares? Who cares that it costs a ton? And maybe it wasn't that great. Like, fuck it. Right. It's gone now. It's done. It's It's over. What the fuck was. Like, because I'm bad with that because I'll start being like, well, that dinner cost as much as like those two gigs yeah. that I didn't want to do. Could have bought and, ten and, shoes, yeah, ten pairs of shoes, or some bullshit, you know. Uh, or ten shoes, five pairs, still a just fair yeah, just ten shoes. Ten <laughs> They're not pairs. Shoes. I just got ten. Oh, fuck, man, I really fucked. I've up. got a short left foot, John. Okay, let's not. Talk. <laughs> I told you not. To. My what did I say? The one thing before we started recording. Cost do not bring dollars. out my short left foot. Please. They're custom. You know, Daniel Day Lewis played me in that movie. You know, uh, I've got a club foot. <laughs> I've got Devitos. Uh, <laughs> but you gotta spend the money. Well, like uh, my wife is good at that spending money and having, okay. and having like an attitude. Oh, really? A woman's good at spending money. <laughs> mm, <laughs> big surprise. Yeah, I have like pretty much a '90s stand-up life where I'm like a fat dummy, yeah. and my wife is beautiful and spends all our money and like, <laughs> yeah, like, like classic. But I'm I'm here for it. Right. And one thing she did was like in the beginning of the pandemic, or maybe a little bit before the pandemic. I forget exactly when it happened. She's like. I want to get a new couch for the living room. She's right. And I'm like, well, that's the thing. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, let's wait till we move. We don't know what the new space. And then like a couple years go by and you don't move. And you're like, let's. And she she said it. She's like, we sit on the couch almost every night and watch movies. And we frequently also eat dinner here on this couch. Why? And, and she's like, this is the couch I think we should get. And it's like this insane sectional. It's like several thousand dollars more it. than I've spent. And I was like, this is fucking bananas, babe. And she's like, no, I really think. And I'm like, okay, fine. The couch has been literally the best thing that's happened to me like in the exactly. last nine years. And I'm like, and I'm like, fuck, yeah. And then if you think about it, like the whole time you're feeling the stress of like six grand. What the fuck? Uh-huh. And then you get this like couch that looks gorgeous makes your wife happy feels comfortable is enormous and then you're like laying on it and you're like oh i like this and you can also if it's nice enough you can have it reupholstered you can, you can have get all it kinds fixed of stuff. you can have it for the rest of your life right yeah you have exactly. it fixed by yeah. a professional yeah that like that's what's yeah and it's rather than like the fast fashion or fast furniture yeah. of like yeah ta- throw it on the curb and get another one for Ugh. 150 dollars no it fa- and so like it's funny you say that because like that's how I've been feeling like that more and more lately. I'm like, yes, it's good to say, I like I'm a experiences person, so like, okay. yeah, so I'm always like, oh, I want to like, I would love to like rack up experiences, and then that's something you like never think you have the time or money for, mm-hmm. and then you eventually just have to like rip that bandaid off and be like, this weekend I'm getting scuba certified. Or, like, I just did it a big one with John Daly in Africa. That was like a shit. It wasn't a shitload of money, but it was a lot of money. And I thought, I have to do this. I have to spend this money. 
and it was told. I did not feel. I don't feel any kind of um, regret for it. Yeah, not at all. If honestly Buyer's felt like remorse. very, uh, very worth it. Felt very much like oh, this is probably the most uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, value not valuable, but uh, the value was incredible. Such incredible value. Like for what not, you yeah for what you paid, which oh was a lot. God, what I you got took so out of much. it was so much more. Yeah, so much more than almost anything I've ever done in terms of getting what you paid for. I felt like we got. I felt like kind of like is this is this anyone see? Do you get undercharged here? Because yeah. it feels like I mean you are well, getting undercharged because the dollar is so huge and and South Africa is also right. But all, and also you're doing something that is magnificent. Yeah, like famously like you know a beautiful experience totally. for people. And it, that that shit is like that. If you can have a moment like that, like every once in a while, like I'll be on vacation with Tiff or like uh, with some friends, and I'll be like, oh fuck, like. This right now is the moment I paid the eight thousand dollars for. Like Absolutely, you know, like yeah. you just feel it in that one moment. You're like just having coffee at the coffee shop, and you're sitting with your part, whoever your travel mate, and mm-hmm. you're just like looking at each other, and you're like, "Man, this is fucking gorgeous." And it's like, and then I'm not gonna care when the six thousand dollar credit card bill comes in. Doesn't matter. Airbnb and all that shit. Yeah. Because like, this right here, and like we'll always be like, "Remember New Orleans? We were hungover as fuck, having that coffee, we had those dope beignets, like whatever." Ooh. Like you'll always be able to pinpoint that. And like you will never be like, remember how much we paid for the flights because it was a holiday weekend. Right. Like that's not something you ever say again. I also get the whole grandparent mentality now too. So I have a bunch of friends who have babies, and I think like, oh, I just want to spend five hundred dollars on this kid because for me, I don't get any joy out of a lot of stuff now. But this kid's gonna get a lot of joy right. out of this thing. They'd be like, why would you spend this much? It's like. I don't give a shit about it. I don't give, I don't my life is over essentially in terms of getting joy out of certain my things. Life is over. That you you buy a nice gift for a friend's kid yeah. and they're like, "What'd you do that for, Johnny?" You're like, "My life is over." Like, I'm like I'm They're not, reporting you immediately. There's to only like a four mental. things left that I really enjoy and I can't enjoy them the way this kid will enjoy them. You know what I mean? Like I get like why well, you get like that enriched yeah. so much stuff. You understand just, like the vicarious enjoyment. Yeah, where you you're see like, a kid enjoy something and you're like, oh my God, I love seeing this kid happy. It feels jump, so good. Jumping back to that meal thing you said, like sometimes you like love a restaurant or a dish or something so much that you're like, fuck, it would mean a lot to me if I just paid for six other people to have yeah, this. Yeah, to see, to see how, it's good, right? It's really good, isn't it? <laughs> right, yeah. Like It's fucking good, right? Isn't it? <laughs> good like you can't wring any more enjoyment out of it yourself so uh-huh. you're like let me see if like having five friends eat this curry that i totally love, uh, activates me again and it's like trying to find new ways to get enjoyment out of shit you love yeah it's also that weird i think it's an arab tradition or something where if you compliment something someone has they're like take it please please take it you're like no i just said you i like it no no you you must take it you take this thing because you like it I don't know if it's Arab, but it's something where Pally Pally did that to me. He had this like dope ass like uh, messenger bag right. on like the week two of the shoot, and I was like, "Dude, I fucking love that." And he's like, took it off of himself and handed it to me. I'm like, "No, no, no, I wasn't saying it for that reason." He's like, "Bro, I get a lot of shit because I like am a f- people send me f- shit and I spend money on stuff <laughs> and people send me and I." And I do well, and he's like, "Take this, you like," and I fucking rocked it on the show, and mm-hmm. I love it. I still own, I still have it, and I, but from. 
whether or not it's intentional, I'm always like, yeah, my buddy Adam gave me this bag, like, and I have this connection to like it was it's cool as fuck. I'm happy to have it. Yeah, and I'll always good. include him in, like in those positive memories and like for that, like that's worth it in the converse. Like, yeah, that oh, makes yeah, sense. Gabriel's gave me blank. That fucking rules. You know, it's definitely that thing where like we're talking about the idea of just mortality, and so you don't have time to be. It doesn't make sense to be um, stingy, to be um, covetous. Right. It doesn't yeah. make any sense because, yeah, sure, I like this thing, but, well, if you like it, you probably like it more. If you just free to say that. Right. Just give it to someone. Yeah, but like, so you're going to actually, like, enjoy with. this more than I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I'm like that with weed, I, like, because I, I smoke so much weed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have, like, law of diminishing returns, right? Like, right. it's like, like, I can't get, like, goofy high school high anymore. But, like, when I'm around friends who don't smoke all too frequently, I'm like, oh, my God. You're going to love this Claiborne shit. This shit gets me so Claiborne? Fl- yeah. They're, it's so a good funny. brand. Great brand. Wow. Uh, I they make some know. good stuff. Uh, their indica called the Judge is fantastic. That sounds like a very scary indica. Yeah, the Judge. Yeah, I, I mean, get high and I'm like, oh, I'm being, oh my, oh what I look like. Order. Oh my, God. oh my God, what have I done? All rise. No, all sit. All you sit. <laughs> Must kill Enrico Palazzo. Remember what you did seven years ago? <laughs> no, I wish. Um, that. So like getting to share weed with people yeah. is like is like my version of my small version of that. Like like my wife is like that too. Like she makes a dish for us that she really like, oh, this is really good. She's like, We should have company over and I should make uh yeah. the and I'm like, Oh hell yeah. And she's like, I wanna more people to enjoy. This. I love doing that. I love cooking a bunch of gumbo for people, like on around like Halloween and stuff. Oh hell yeah. I love yeah. doing that shit. Hell Sharing yeah. it. I'm a big gum. I'm a big fan. I come uh, by for some hot soup. I'd love to make you gumbo. Honestly, I would. I would love to make you gumbo. And anytime someone gets a second bowl, I'm just like, fuck yeah. Yeah, oh, dude, you can watch me. <laughs> You'll be jerking off when I go up to get my fourth. Yeah. I'm a fucking bottomless pit of consumption. I finally figured out a way to monetize my consumption by having a uh, travel Well, that's show. the thing. So tell me, walk me through an episode. So, like, you know... Uh, it. It takes place. Walk me through an episode. <laughs> I just like do it. I read a transcript. Yeah, <laughs> makes no sense. Uh, we it takes place like over a weekend in a city. In uh, this season, we stayed uh, mostly uh, Ameri- stateside. Yeah, we stayed okay. mostly stateside. We did go to Puerto Rico and Maui, which mm-hmm. I know are technically, uh, but like that those feel magical. In no a passport way. needed. No passport needed for this season. Where. Uh, shooting like uh, four days to be a long to be a three day uh, weekend there. So it's your classic. Like normally, we we kind of built the premise of the show around our framework for travel is like have one baller dinner booked, have one okay. night open where you like same night as the dinner or the next night. The next like well like. The way the show ended up working out is that the, we ended up doing our final dinner last. Like, that's always a thing we always did, me and Adam always do, is a final dinner or a final brunch on a weekend away so that we can get high and then eat a big, long meal where we remember all the stuff that happened that weekend. We're like, oh, oh fuck. Cool. Like, it came from Vegas. Like, Sunday, we always used to hit the spa and uh, brunch mm-hmm. and then catch each other up. And, you know, you got separated at some point. So it would be like this long meal of like, oh, Johnny, where the fuck? Oh, dude. You know, and like everyone gets caught up. And uh, we we used to call it the Pineapple Express because the movie Pineapple Express ends with all of them in a diner. All right. Yeah. Okay. And if I'm maybe doing some projection onto the movie it seems as though all the char- all the actors are actually stoned and the premise of the scene is them just repeating the crazy shit like 
Right. Yeah, dude, like Danny McBride, you got hit by a car today. He's like, yeah, I can't believe I'm okay. And like kind of, and th- it just came from that. We were like, oh, we should do that in our show. So we do like, we have a big baller dinner Sunday night, the last supper. Um, and then like, we always do some like big kind of athletic or event based activity. Damn. That's, that's kind of like in the world. Like we skied in Denver or. What'd you do in Maui? In Maui, we I, we played rugby with a local rugby club. Oh, damn! And also rappelled a waterfall, and nice. that was awful. I awful. mean, it was awesome, but it was horrifying. It, it, oh, you were scared. I, it's the most that and riding a horse are like the most upset or anti cool. the show you'll ever catch me. Like I'm like screaming about having to be on the horse, like in the show. Like wow. and when we're rappelling, Adam and I are both like trying to quit. Like, Is that because you think you're about to drown? It, feels like it was drowning, really right? scary. I have like issues where like my weight is involved. Like I like I don't have like faith in ropes, ropes, or yeah. like I've broken enough chairs and couches in my okay. life that I'm like it's a different story. Like when you're hang, and I'm like, I want to see like two people go on the rope at the same you're time. Like Michael Caine, <laughs> you do the stunt. You do the stunt. I want to see you do the stunt. I want to say you do the stunt, then I'll do it. <laughs> well, that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm not standing on that fucking thing until someone who's, or maybe two well, people. You're, you're all right about that. You know, you should do that, honestly, because yeah. it's oh, a safety thing. A lot of times, people will not do that, and they will say, especially on a show, that's not like some. You know, it's like the hugest budget probably. It's not like, you know, like a massive Batman budget. So sometimes that stuff can be a little dangerous and you got to make sure someone does it first because you don't want to be the experiment that fails. I did a, I did a, a video for NFL Films uh, for like, uh, you know, NFL on Fox or whatever mm-hmm. where I was playing a Buffalo Bills fan on The Bachelorette who dives through a table, which is like what the Bills fans do in the tailgate. And they're like, all right, so on action, you say blah, 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 and then uh, l- jump from this ladder onto the table. I'm like, great. Who's done it already? Can I talk to them about like how to land? And the they stunties. Were like, and they were like, Huh? And I was like, no oh. one. And I was like, no one's jumped from the ladder onto the table. And they were like, no, no. You, uh, they're like misunderstanding. They're like, no, no, no. You're gonna do it in the shoot. I'm like, no. And I'm fine with that. I, I know what I signed up for. But no one tested it first. Like, I'm not doing it raw. I'm not being the first guy to yeah. try it on camera. I'm not risking my life for a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? It's like, so what they do? They were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they like had someone like jump on it. Like, and it was like a PA. Like, there wasn't even like a stunt department. Uh, and, I, and they were like, oh, weird. The table didn't break the way we wanted it to. I'm like, well, see, that's the thing. I don't want to do four Christ. takes of jumping on the table. So let's. And then you find yourself like now you're on a production for the NFL and you're like guiding an art director on how to like half saw a table so you can break through. That it. sucks. <laughs> yeah. But you have to do it. Otherwise, you have to look out for yourself because they're not looking out for you. They like set deck the table with a bunch of cookies and stuff. And mm-hmm. like I was like, oh, that's going to be funny to smash it. I go over and like I feel it and I'm like, can we switch out these plates to like plastic plates, not oh stuff that God. would like like unbreak? Like I'm like I'm gonna end up fucking piercing a lung on like a bro- like it could easily. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about those are made of metal and uh, glass. I was furious. I was like, fucking these are man. so dangerous. Oh, it makes me so angry. I'd yeah. be so pissed off. But back to the show. Back to the show. So, uh, and we always do some kind of physical thing that because uh, like when you're aw- like. The show's a lot about us being 40 as well. Right. So, like, and trying to learn how to party at 40. And it's like, we ha- we should get out there and uh, rock climb in this place. We should probably go shoot hoops or whatever right. just to get movement and stay healthy. And so, like, that's that's an element. And then we're always, like, eating and drinking at different restaurants and establishments and, like, uh, we- stuff that would look weird 
uh, visually or fun visually stuff that Adam means a lot to Adam or me, like playing rugby in Maui, going to a pawn shop in Ma- in Miami for him, like stuff that both of us, like either of us, like stuff that both of us like, like weed shit, like they like you know we find all the stuff for like us to do that together. So you're talking to like the chef a lot, the chefs and the show and the servers the and the bartenders, like and that's like my favorite shit is because yeah. like. Again, just pulling from how we actually travel, we're like, we want to do a, we want to, when we travel, we are doing bits, whether or not it's, the waiter enjoys it in real life is a different story, but love to do bits, Uh, give me a hot bartender, I'm going to talk to her for like two hours, she's fucked. Dad, please stop talking to her. (laughs) I'm that guy. I'm childless, luckily, so I could have $500 to spend on a kid's uh, PS5, Right, and I can uh, talk to a waitress without uh, embarrassing my son, Mm -hmm. just the entire crew. But like, uh, so like that's a lot of the show is us engaging with the locals in that way, in like mm-hmm. the employee way. And then like also, you know. Well, they're proud to share what they have. That's the thing I, I really love. And the timing really, of it. Sorry. Yeah. But it was like post pandemic. And like, so cooks and servers and bartenders were Those like. Those people are going crazy. They're going crazy. They're happy to have us there. Yeah. They're happy to have people there. You know, like we're buying rounds of drinks. We're like getting the energy up in all the spots we're going to. Anytime so there's a story behind like a drink or behind uh, any kind of a food thing, that's what I always like it like a thousand percent more because you feel like. You understand what you're having. You're not just eating it. You are, they're, they're walking you through it. Like, oh, why is this good? Where does this come from? Why are you serving this? Yeah, like, oh, well, oh this place is known this? for it. Yeah, oh, I wow, love okay. Yeah. I didn't know that pasta came from here and that's why it looks this way and it's supposed to cook this way because you want it to feel this certain thing that you try to mimic or whatever like that. That, that to me is always, I mean, yeah, I love like, food I lo- stuff like I that. Love that. I love that shit. And like, I'm always like, even now, at, not on the show, but like when the server's like, have you been here before? I'm like, yes, but give me whatever spiel yeah. you want. I love a spiel. I love sitting through it. I love, jar- like, I do love jargon. Like, oh my I God, think, the best. So even like kitchen and food jargon right. hits for me so much. Like, and like, I love, like, you know, I grew up watching like movies with like special forces guys and, you know, using like, and cops and shit. Using, we're off like, of co- Mike. Yeah. We're, we're Oscar we're, Mike. We're Oscar Mike. We're about three clicks out from the LZ. What's your ETA? Like, I love all that shit. So when you learn all that, and then you can, like, learn that from food, too, or, like, stumble upon, and, like, going to different cities and seeing, like, stuff that's kind of zeitgeisty everywhere, and it's like, oh, no, in Virginia, everyone's drinking beer. What the fuck do you think? You're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, like, it's cool to see that, see that on, like, a macro level, too. So it's sort of like the trip meets... Uh, it's funny. That's the the trip is exactly how we pitched it okay. too. Because we're we're him and I are such fans of those movies that we were yeah. like, oh, let's just do that, but without any overarching plot. And you're American too, and so it's a different tone. Yeah, it's a different it's more tone. More fun, but less, it is like, exactly edgy. that. Because it's like you watch that show, you watch that, those movies, and you're like, oh, that's the modern way to do improv in TV mm-hmm. and movies. It's like, you got to do Christopher get like, you can't film ask at that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Whose line is in any way is still alive somehow, but the real, it's, it's the it, only one, the only one like British panel shows is kind of plays in that world too, where it's right. like, they'll catch some magic and it's like, the trip we were like we want to do it was that's so funny you said we were like we love that we want to just do bits with waiters and each other bits about travel bits about the food bits about the restaurant it's also the people you meet was that a big part of it too because that's what I find to be the most interesting because I mean I shot a reality show years ago and sometimes it's just you fall Monster in, Drive? Uh, Mega Drive, yeah. Mega Drive, shit but you close. fall in love with some of these people they're, they're such characters you're just like oh man I love 
hanging out with this person because they're so you have such a good chemistry with someone, and it's just temporary. Everything you say, they laugh at in a way that you you love, and then they say stuff where I've never heard someone say that before. And this reeks of like Hollywood bubble, but like I oh. don't meet a lot of like dune buggy drivers. You don't like like in real life. Like yeah. you meet like and. and I will say in entertainment, like sometimes you're talking to like a grip or a transpo person and they're Way like, more fun. Yeah, and they're like, I'm like, oh, what do you do for fun? They're like, I sharpen and sell axes on the weekends at farmer's markets or something. You're We're like, hanging. Oh, yeah, I'm like, okay, brother. Excellent. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about House of Dragons. Great. You're going to talk. You don't have a TV. Okay. Weird. You're a yeah. strange bird. But like uh, on the show, you're like, Oh, I'm talking to like a base jumping waitress. Like, you know, like you right. just meet someone who is so different than you that it's like it's so intriguing. And like your job on a, on the page is interesting, but then to me, I'm like the guy who drives the Moab mega buggy is very fucking that guy's. Yeah. He Oh, you designed this yourself. Oh, you have an engineering background. You use the same metal that the APCs in Afghanistan use. Okay, Got that's okay. crazy. Oh, you want to tell me about Q? Let's talk <laughs> Let's talk about your, uh, your let's ATV. Let's go back to the, let's yeah. go back to the ATV. <laughs> I'm going to forget about Q and talk just about the ATV. Yeah, that's really funny. Like we were, uh, we wanted to do these uh, buggy dune buggy tours in Moab, but mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Warner Brothers has its own uh, rules, everyone that engaged with the talent and the crew had to have a vaccine. Oh, and they <laughs> and we were like, and like one of the buggy places we reached out to were like, oh, uh, never mind then. Yep. And we were like, and like the producers were like, well, we would like pay, and then like your company would be advertising on the show and stuff, and they're like. Yeah, no, no one here will uh, do the vaccine. <laughs> it's like, okay. If I was the producer, I would say, hey, guys, look, um, I'm going to call you on a different phone in a few minutes and then call them up. Uh, just lie. Lie to us, please. We want to shoot with you. Yeah, Here's you how you fake it. Here's some fake vaccines for you guys. We truly don't care. Yeah, watch. We don't give a fuck if the talent does. We actually kind of want to shoot with you guys because we know that's pretty real. Yeah, yeah. You guys are strange birds. <laughs> you're going to be the cool ones because you're the freaks. <laughs> You're going to be cool, and the guys are going to be okay because they're leaving in two and a half hours. And they yeah, really don't care because we're going to edit out anything you say that's going to contrary, you know, it's going to bring up. We had to, like, we did interview one guy. He's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I haven't been back east in a while because I refused to get the vaccine. Oh, and we were okay. like, oh. Cool. And then me and Adam were like, oh, well, guess what? That's going to be on the cutting room floor, and we are going to leave. And uh, so back to the world's biggest ravioli. Oh, you know what else is funny? Like three separate Lyft dri- or Uber drivers while in these cities, you yeah. know, were not for work, but we're like, okay, well, it's we wrapped on Wednesday. We should go get some food or drinks with the crew or whatever. Three different Uber drivers in one of these cities eventually just got forced the conversation that they weren't vaccinated. That is a very common thing, I think, like, for Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, big they, time. They just start talking to you, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah. da, da, you know, da, 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 and you're like, okay, and then you see, feel the tone in their thing. It's like, and Kamala? You know, and you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> and yeah. then the, they eventually want you, and, and, and they want to pick your brain. They're like, why did you get a vaccine? And I'm like, Or they want you to agree with them and be like, oh, my God, I'm so glad to be in this car here. Fuck her, right? Well, that's what the the gag me and Adam kept doing because someone would be like, uh, like the person was like, and so I thought my wife, you know, I, I've never gone to see my grandson because I can I'm not going to get the vaccine before I travel, and we were like. Oh, hey, this has nothing to do with what you just told us. And we like roll down all four windows in the car. But it was like, what the fuck, man? It's like so, so fucking casual Mm -hmm. about it. 
I don't get it. I mean, it's America is so strange now. Because like I have a, bu- a belief system, but I'm not gonna like in my if I'm like this interaction with this person is under an hour. Mm-hmm. No need for me to get to that level of. But you also don't drive Lyft, right? It's a certain type of person, I think. Uh, not always, obviously, but there's a lot of a certain type of person. There are a lot of gra- people who do it to engage. They do it just so they can tell you about how the elites are flattening the earth. Well, it, it's truly you feel like some people take the job to have the captive audience, like literally yeah. a captive, like mm-hmm. some. And I am a giant. Man, uh, cis het white straight man. Right. I am like peak safe safety privileges, mm-hmm. and I am frequently uncomfortable oh, really? <laughs> in a ride here where I'm like, "What the fuck is this guy talking about?" And I like, you know, I I have like two doors down from me listed as my address on you, Uber and shit. Like, do you tell him the truth about your um about your job ever? Never. Okay, me neither. Never. Never. What do you say? I I will say I uh, I write. Like okay. and people don't ask follow-ups about writing. But if you say you're on TV, people ask oh, follow-ups. Uh, I made a mistake one time. I'll never do it again. But now I say I'm an engineer, and they say what kind? And I say uh, industrial design, essentially for hydroelectric. <laughs> right, and then you want to give them, and much mm-hmm. like with our partners, you want to give them no follow-ups, like no opportunities for follow-up questions. And if they do ask a follow-up, I say it's a lot of math. It has to do with fluid dynamics. <laughs> And then they go, oh, okay, I don't know about that because I'm driving this car. Right. And uh, I would say a very small percentage mm-hmm. overall of humans understand fluid dynamics. So it has a lot to do with Bernoulli's principle of uh, mass and transit. And you'd be surprised how much that factors into hydroelectric builds because we have to move so much water through a small space and it creates a creates, uh, what cre- something. Do you know about... Um, about delta p, it's the delta variant in water motion. Are you familiar motion. with this? Yeah. So you're, yeah. we're talking sorry, surface just, tension. I'm totally boring you yeah. right now. But essentially, what can happen is oh, you can get here these, I am. Oh wait, sorry. Uh, oh, this sorry. Is if you want to pause the pause the ride. So um, basically, yeah, delta p. So when you have like a, a large body of water condensed down, what happens is that the pressure variant will change. Oh, oh, you have to go to another ride. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll, it's I'll funny t- to like use that power against them. You're yeah. like, all right. Well, the one way to make sure you don't hear any dumb shit that you're. Uh, Rideshare drivers mm-hmm. telling you is to spew it back at them. So it's a partial vacuum, which you'd be surprised how that works. <laughs> <laughs> They're driving away, and you're just still standing there. Oh, God. Another victory for young Johnny. I just wanted to <laughs> recommend a strip club to this guy, and he's talking about fucking pressure differentials. Marine Corps recon sniper. So, <laughs> so what was the top three meals? Ooh. Is there stuff that were did you I gotta ask this. Are you like one of those people who gets a little misty sometimes when you have really good food? Oh hell yeah. Me too, man. Food and ambiance together can oh. get me into a headspace. Like so one of my favorite meals was in Maui and it was called Only Ono and it's Chinese barbecue Ooh. that is served out of the parking lot of the Portuguese Cultural Center in Maui. What's what uh, city in Maui? Um, I think it's in uh, Paya. Uh, it's Paya, not, Paya, whatever. It's not the, the not Hana, the Far East. Not not that. No. You been uh, to Hana? I, I I drove the I drove the whole uh, road. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, the waterfall repelling we did was like halfway uh, on the. It was like right. on the north sh- uh, shore of right. Maui. Uh, not on the shore. Sorry, in the jungle, but on the north side. Um, this place only Ono is one dude making ch- Chinese barbecue with that like 
red sauce, barbecue sauce, Ooh, like that's yeah, on like the yeah. spit. Uh, and he's banging out fucking delicious food. And you just like drive. He's just like pickups on Saturdays. You drive to the fucking uh, parking lot and get pick up your food. You're like, oh, I'm here. Johnny's order. You're like, yep. Here's your tray of pork buns and shit. It's oh. fucking. It was magnificent. In Portland, I ate at a Filipino restaurant called Magna Cusima. <sighs> Filipino food is so good. It's bananas it is good. It's truly just like this perfect mixture of cultures. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's right in my wheelhouse, too. And, and Hawaiian food, too, even though I know the place I described from, uh, from Maui was a Chinese barbecue spot. But Hawaiian food and like the, the Southeast Asian food is all in my wheelhouse of yeah. like proteins and white rice. Like, I love and that. And sweet. The sweetness. A little, in there. Oh, a little sweet mm-hmm. in my savory is yeah. like, I don't love sweets, but a little sweetness in my Good. savory, a little like pineapple on my sweet fucking. Filipino sausage. I don't know what it's called. Oh, but that shit. Whatever it is. I was having good. chicken hearts at this Filipino restaurant, Magna Cusima, which is so fucking good, mm-hmm. and drinking these like seven percent beers called red horse ale that were like so drinkable and and fully high octane and i I was like having the time of my life at that spot so those were two of the best meals now like you get into like so much shit was really fucking good i'm gonna have to go with in richmond virginia a place called cobra burger okay it's a burger restaurant with like a bar and it's owned by like four guys that all met each other doing hardcore music in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, so cool. everyone's got long hair, full sleeves, and uh-huh. gauge earrings. And they cook the fuck out of some smash burgers. Oh, I love smash burgers. I started making them. Oh. I love making them. Oh my God, they're so fucking easy to do. Right. Well, it's one of those burgers where, like, once you learn that technique, you're like, oh, I've, like, my burgers are better. It's the greatest taste. I'll make something. If I really like something, I'll learn to make it because I know, like, I can, I can, know the, I know I can do it better. I know I can. Because it's not that complicated. I won't fuck with like curry stuff. I can't do that. Too hard. Yeah. But I'll do a smash burger because it's just about the technique. It's not right. so much it's about like you the... Can, you can get it after a few times. You can like be like, oh, this one, I, all right, I need to do a little crispier. Oh, okay, I need to do two on the bun. Okay, yeah, you I need have to, to do yeah. two. Right. But that's funny oh, you say God. that because I kind of did that about six years ago with chicken wings, which really? are my favorite food. I love wings, man. And they are just not... I I know we both have like similar GI issues. Right. So like when I'm saying like white rice, veggies, and protein are like things that don't hurt me. Like, yeah, me so too. It, like, totally. So like that's I know why we, that's why we both love wings and burgers. Like, uh, big fan of uh, wings, but they're so cost inefficient. It's like if you I want to eat just wings, oh, really? I got to get like two orders, and they're like twenty eight dollars from a restaurant or something. Oh, like right, that. It's like right. so much to just eat. But then you're like. And then they sometimes fry them, and I don't love the sauce. And then all of a sudden you go like, well, if I learn to make my own wings, I could pick any sauce. So now I make wings at home, and I do them in a very simple, dumb, idiot-proof recipe. How did you fry them? No, bake them. Okay. So then, so then for me, they're even like a little healthier, right? Right. Or a little less unhealthy, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's like a little victory for me. Like last night, I made two batches: one batch of Korean barbecue, just oh. bar- Korean barbecue sauce, salt and pepper in a Ziploc bag with wings for like oh. marinade for a couple of days. And the other one, I did like a Peruvian peri peri sauce Ooh, with like peri peri is the best. I fucking that's Peruvian. I thought it was like a oh it might it, no it's like African African yeah it's African dude I fucking yeah. love peri peri. Yeah. That's so funny because I, I had John Daly have some peri-peri sauce in the Johannesburg airport. He never had it before. I ordered a little side of it, 
It's like it's, one of those spicy sauces best. that are like it's not fully spicy. Like it's but like it, you know, for me, it's hot. It's hot, but it's but got it's that tolerable oily aspect to it. Where it's got the fish oil in it. Ugh, it's, it's got really the garlic nice. in it. Yeah. Oof. Like, like some lemon in some of it. It's Dude, really peri peri chicken. Oh god, it's so Love fucking it. good. Love it with some yeah. white rice and maybe like what would you have for like a vegetable with that? You think if you were to, to if, you if were I was make, making peri peri chicken and right. I had white rice, I would maybe have uh, like. Some kind of leafy green done some way, like you could do a bok choy with some bok soy choy. sauce. Oh, or bok choy would be yeah. so fucking good. God damn. Man, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, dude, I'm so hungry. Fucking perfectly cooked bok choy. I love cabbage. Big fan of cabbage. I'm a big cabbage head here, too. Uh, cabbage is so good for you, too. I just, I eat. Everything. I like I, really? I I suffer for that attitude, but I like refuse to eliminate things from my diet. I like mm. try to consistently eat things that don't destroy me, but I refuse to say no to What really me. destroys you? Lots of gluten. Lots okay. of bread. Okay, that's like, common. Though. Yeah, that's, that's common. If I have like it's a, the sugar, right? It's too much of a certain type of sugar, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's that's what it is. something going on if I have like a lot of bread. But if I have a lot of like corn like if i have like nachos and like uh corn tortilla tacos doesn't destroy me the way yeah. like uh sa- like semolina bread or a bunch of right. pizza would so was there any stuff on the show where you kind of got like too fucked up from the um the combination of alcohol and certain types of food oh yeah i will say uh after Portland, that was also a three-week run, and we ate chicken hearts at that last meal. And me and Adam were like, the crew is like, we're going out, man. And we were like, tonight it can't, it can't mm-hmm. happen. Like I'm dead. Like I, I barfed in my room a couple of times, like in the morning. Like, oh my god, you're hardcore, man. Because you're like on like a, a shoot schedule too, where you're yeah, like, you oops, to. I came home and like looked at my phone for two hours. So now I'm like not falling asleep till too late. Mm-hmm. Now it's like pickup is at nine in the morning tomorrow and you're like, fuck, you wake up at eight and you're like, oh, I should have my athletic greens or have a cold brew or something like to get my day going and you like chug something and then you're in the shower and I'm like, oh no, 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 wow. no. Yeah. Puking your athletic greens up? <laughs> yeah, dude, just smash it down and then immediately puke it up. Neon green. It was I fucking do, wild. I do no breakfast if I'm hungover. Yeah, me too. That's a key, I think. I try to get the fluids in. Or have some a bunch of hot tea is good. Ooh. A bunch okay. of hot tea, black tea, or maybe green tea, or maybe both. That's good. If we get a second season, and I would really like that because I have not yeah. had a better job yet in my career. Also, that seems like an easy thing to say yes to because it can't be super expensive. It's not to film. as expensive as a scripted series right. for sure. Yeah. And it's fun. It's uh, it's it's definitely like bingeable as fuck. Yeah, and I can't all, wait to watch it. Actually, it's like such a low buy-in show. You know what I mean? Like to be fair, like if I'm being honest, like I watch bad travel shows and enjoy them. Like even I, the worst travel show is still just has fun. that. Fantasy because, living through them kind yeah. of idea. Yeah. Like, I don't love all of them, but I like to watch them just to see where they go. Yeah. Because you get to go for free. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, something we, uh, a few reviewers have picked up on that Adam and I are very happy with is we're constantly on the show very excited to be travel show hosts like oh, we're yeah. constantly talking about like and uh like adam for his 40th birthday we go to like a whiskey library in portland and he's like mm-hmm. oh what can you and he's like well you know we can really play with your birth year we have a 1982 mccallan here it's 40 years old and he's like yeah i'd like that and of course that's being charged to the production correct yes. like we go to a cigar sh- store in san juan and pally just picks the most expensive so he's like which is the most expensive cigar the guy's like this is 200 dollars thing and we're like we'll take two <laughs> i just want and like we don't actually have that kind of money for the production. That's very pally though. There's, there's people in your life who are 
good at that thing or they just don't think about money. You have to be friends with someone who is like, fuck it. <laughs> he, well, he, he truly got me out of my comfort zone of like, and because we talk so much about like, what, can't take it with you. What are you saving it for? Right. And like, we'll go someplace and where he's like, dude, you're in Atlanta at like a sneaker resale shop. Like, you're never going to have this opportunity again. Buy a $500 pair of Jordan. He's a sneaker guy, right? Yeah, he's a big so sneaker what, what guy. What did you get? Did you get some cool ones? I got some cool ass. Uh, uh, Jordans uh, that are the purple and black colorways. Uh, an expression I learned. Uh, dunks, I believe. Yes, mm-hmm. dunks. I got some dunks <laughs> that are in the purple colorway. I, 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 nice. I, I've gotten a, and the funny thing was, I was like, oh, I really like these. And the dude who worked at the store, Heat, shout out Heat in Atlanta, was like, yeah, those are fire. And I'm like, feeling like I'm getting duped. I'm buying $500 sneakers. I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, I do actually really like them. Uh, Everything's between like nothing's below three hundred dollars here, Damn. so I'll just get these dope ass things I like, and I'm making money for the first time. Right. Not the kind of money that we can buy five hundred dollars shoes, but still feels cool. I do it, and then I wear them like the next day, and we're at like this awesome fried chicken place in a different part of Atlanta, and the someone's like, uh, we we have a mic on the lady in the inside, and we hear other people talking about Gabrus's sneakers. Oh fuck! And yeah. How much I like them, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And then later on, a different person was like, those are awesome. And, and I'm I like, I just bought these yesterday. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that's the positive. Also, like, this is probably a compliment from a non-white gentleman. Yes, exactly. Which, Hearing from a, a black woman that I chose the right sneakers made me feel fucking big boy like my. That's sneakers. a compliment yeah. that lasts for a couple of weeks. Yeah, dude, you ride high. That's on a that. glow when you get the compliment. I mean, I'm like, oh, I, yeah. You don't want to like. You don't want to have to like say someone's race when they compliment you, but like when my friend Rasan said he loved the way I ate chicken wings, meant a lot coming yeah. from a black dude. It meant a lot coming from a black woman that my the sneakers I bought in Atlanta were cool. Like that felt awesome. Right. And but then you're like in that moment, I'm like, that is why you buy the five hundred dollars. I feel good now. Right. I feel and I'm like, oh, and I liked them, and now I like them even more because they are like validated. People are like, they are cool, and I'm like, yeah. now I'm like. Well, that was worth the purchase. <laughs> it's, I talked about this years ago with uh, David, David Borey, just about how, how rappers have so much more fun with their money than country stars, it seems. I think it's because, if you think about it, like this is very philosophical and kind of dark, but like you have black Americans who are historically disenfranchised and don't live as long and have all these, bad, have these, all these social problems. So... They're like closer to death than most right, white people. Right, because the way society is built, it's right. not like their life expectancy is shorter because of fucking all, all kinds of systematic stuff. racism. Some, yeah. Tons of things. Yeah. So you're living closer to death, so you're going to be like more of a, uh, you spend in a different way. Yeah, and then also country music is specific too because there's like that uh, stolen blue collar valor. Yeah. That's such a major part of. And so they feel bad about like spending money about like, being rich. Well, I'm just a little. I'm just a country bumpkin. Yeah, I'm neck. always just an Alabama man, yeah, like, and I, got- I have an eleven eleven room mansion right, that my exactly. wife and I live in. Yeah, and like that. It that's that's so real, and there mm. there's there's something about that where it's like that that sorry jumping back to the stolen blue like I can't get off the fact that like. That kind of energy is what's permeated like America now too. Yeah. Of like everyone is blue collar somehow. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean. Like, and I'm like, you're not. Yeah, I'm like, no way. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like you, you're like, hey, I'm just a small business owner. I'm like, owning a car dealership is not like, <laughs> like you're not. That's that's like a good job. You're making two hundred and fifty yeah. grand a year. You're not like a plumber. Like you think you are. You know what I mean? Just because. 
like you're not you just people who don't work at a computer sometimes like think that they are like, they can wow, fix anything right, they can yeah. kind of handle not having power for a week yeah it's like, like well you know no, me you, you know me i need the f-150 because i'm always hauling plywood around uh-huh. it's like no you don't you need it so you can run right. over a protester when the so you can write it off too yeah right, right. <laughs> write it off on your failing business it's a work truck it's for my work job <laughs> exactly I drive it for work trucking. It's a work. It's a um. You know, it's a, I work at the um, the truck store. <laughs> I sell trucks and buy trucks, so I need a truck to drive it to the truck store. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hydrodynamic engineer, actually. Yeah. yeah the a, next stop is the truck store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to drive it to my my job at the plant. <laughs> well, because we're all getting soft. That's that's what people say. That's what some people think is that like we're in a period of time where we've all been so privileged even people who aren't that much they've been the just the privilege of general like automation all kinds of stuff has made americans have very easy lives compared to a lot of other countries and so we're essentially just really soft oh. and evidently that means what is it like hard men hard times breed so easy breed soft people Soft people breed hard times, and it's like a circle. Where, yeah. So we're in the soft times, thing. And, easy and like, times right now. It's yeah. so funny that when people are like, being like soft is negative, where it's like, well, yeah, what, what does that mean? We're like not, where we all get along. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. so much, there's so much connotation around that too. Where and and even like, like people like, and this is so not. This is kind of off topic, but I'm trying to keep it on topic. Uh, like the energy people have towards like baristas, you know, right? It, it's like the people it they they're either the most liberal like uh, like uh, leftist like Antifa people, or they are like low class like skillless workers. Mm-hmm. But like the person who just puts numbers in a keypad, that's like maybe not as important of a skill as how to make fifty different coffee drinks. Yeah, and. People are like, oh, yeah, you, there's always like sipping your soy latte is like always such the energy. Uh. I've been to Starbucks in redneck towns, in hick towns. I've been to like, they're, and they're, they're jammed with men and women purchasing insane garbage. Very sugary drinks. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. It, is, it is total pot, pot calling the kettle black or, you know, that expression big time. It's, yeah. so, it's so full of shit. And, and there's also like, what are you, why are you like using baristas as like a tool in it? Like it's always like some blue haired uh, who knows what their gender is make, with a nose ring making me my coffee, and it's mm-hmm. like that person is working fucking hard. Yeah. They're making you a coffee. Like if someone makes you a drink that you have and you need it to start your day. That seems pretty integral. To like yeah. that seems like an important job. And you're buying into the softness, right? Yeah. At least I don't pee sitting down. <laughs> like, okay, man. Mm-hmm. It's actually, a lot of people say it's better for you. <laughs> Is it really? Oh. <laughs> I just got to stand up because I can blast off the, uh, clean the bowl with my blast. You know? Oh, yeah. Just get all the shit off the. <laughs> oh, I love that. So satisfying to, be, to I do, dude, get a little clean on How there. gross is it when you do it, like, somewhere else? Oh, yeah. And I definitely do do that. Mm. Like, where I'm, like, at a bar, and I'm like, well, I'm going to aim for that person's, like, tur- like racing stripe. Or airport. <laughs> Like I'm doing some doing a job in here. I'm not getting paid for this, but I'm just. I got you're a walking lot out and say like you're welcome to the janitor. I <laughs> like, got three Bloody Marys coming out hard and fast, under pressure. <laughs> I love talking about people shitting at the airport because I'm just obsessed with like the types of dudes. Like 
I, I'm always in the Delta Lounge uh-huh. because of my platinum status. Me and too, the, man. And the people who are in there, like I, the, the description I use for these guys are like my size, bald, dress shirt, vest, have a a Dell laptop or mm-hmm. like a tough book of some sort. And they have a wheelie briefcase. Like right. they have like what is essentially a messenger bag with a wheelie handle that comes all, it's not a suitcase. It's not right. a carry on. It's like, and those dudes take like IPA coffee dumps. Like Oof. you never, like these guys take chowder shits. <laughs> They're just like in there making fucking d- powdery froth. Uh. These guys are just like, oh, I haven't had water in six days of this conference. I've just been drinking. Co- I have like the worst breath oh and my God. thick fucking hands and an the expensive The Delta watch. Lounge has not has changed. It used to be so good. <laughs> Yo, like this is like the most classiest shit it ever. Is. But I used to be the trashiest person in the Delta Lounge and not now anymore. I'm like, who are these other people Dude, in the Delta Lounge? Delta Lounge has become a fucking... Uh, They're making it harder. They just sent out the email. Yes, the email. <laughs> I was like, Yes, I was so mad because I was like, f- I've still never made diamond. I've always just been hovering at platinum. You just f- travel so much, you have to, to and you have to spend mad loot to make diamond. Yeah. And I'm happy to be platinum, and I'm stoked, and I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. And now I'm like, I was mad at first when I saw that email because I was like, I'll never get diamond now. And then I was like, but maybe less people well, get will the res- get platinum. Get the reserve card. I got it. You do, but yeah. that means you automatically get the the uh, Delta Lounge. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, I have the platinum card, so I don't get it. But I think I, I should upgrade. Maybe. I have reserve. Uh, right. I have I have one of each. <laughs> you have a reserve and a platinum. I'm a Delta head. Yeah, I have a personal wow. credit card and then a company, a corporate. How credit many card. miles you got? Oh, I've got a ton. Because like, the gig, because the gig we oh, use I Delta bet. too. Yeah, Dude. I have like over. I have like one and a half million miles. Oh my so, god. Yeah. yeah, I have like a, a so million. So you have plus. never spent them? I've spent them a couple of times. Because I'm at about five hundred thousand now, but I have spent probably about five hundred thousand miles. Yeah, I've spent a few, and like I always end up like the last two times I spent them, I was like, I had to like cancel the flight and then like oh, rebuy them. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, I've got, I've still, I've held on to a lot of them, and I keep saving them for like. When me and Tiff are doing a vacation mm-hmm. together, we'll just do two round trip first class tickets. Right, and like right. Blow it all on that, and we're just still waiting for like whatever our our biggest trip is. I think that I gotta start spending them. I want to get away from the Delta card, actually. Oh, yeah. And weird. open it up to what? Like, what do you D- think? Different card rewards. Different card, maybe. I don't know. Different. I've heard that the Delta card is actually not that great in terms of rewards. Oh yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think Delta is great. In that I like the product. Yes, me too. But I think the rewards are like asymmetrical how much you have to do what to get out of them. Yes, I think that's correct. I think there are other cards that are like a lot of people, like my real like financial guru getting like, you know, subscribing to financial substack people, they all talk about like there's like a cash back card. Capital One, something like that. Yeah, maybe Chase. Yeah, I think it's the Chase cash. Here we are. (laughs) Credit card talk. I know, finally. This is the most (laughs) 40-year-old conversation ever. Well, yeah, I hate talking to Lyft drivers. I need a new credit card so I can get my Delta miles going. Taking shits. (laughs) Yeah, dude, you're telling me. Rice, little bok choy. Ooh, daddy. (laughs) A sweet sauce. I love a sweet sauce. A sweet sauce and a hot waitress. Mm, (laughs) Give me a cold beer hot waitress and a sweet sauce let's go god there's some saying i was thinking about earlier what is it it's some so such a stupid i can't remember well that was cool i mentioned that 
<laughs> well, I'm glad I I'm scraped glad I... that, uh, sc- scratched that scab a yeah. little. Hmm. I was just saying, I don't remember what it is, but it's good. <laughs> but, yeah, it'll come to me later and you'll be let down. <laughs> I think it's, uh, you got to go to 101 places before you die. Yeah, that's what it you is. you got to party there. That's my expression. That's a classic expression. So you got to watch it now Please. on, it's on HBO, HBO Max, Max True yeah. TV. Hell yeah. It's watch everywhere. it wherever. Uh, t- uh, tweet about it. Do whatever. Yeah, uh, even if you don't watch it, like maybe you sometimes leave TV on for your dog. Just p- press on. play and walk out of the house. Play all eight yeah. episodes. I've done it a couple of times and nice. I feel insane, but I don't know what moves the needle on getting it. So I'm like, I don't know if that actually if they care anymore about that stuff. I think it's more just like if they like it and it's getting any traction whatsoever, they'll reinvest because. It's always cheaper to make a second season than it is to make a first season of a new show. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, that's like, and that's what we're hoping is also like for not much more budget, we can be an hour long show too. Oh. Like, so, like, if someone wanted to buy and someone get like, oh, twice the content for yeah. 25% more money, like, that could work too. I'm, I'm work. speaking directly to the buyers over at the <laughs> assorted networks that listen to Pemberton's podcast. The, the reptilians who are tuning <laughs> yeah. in right now with like gobs <laughs> with billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, please. But we. Adam and I will perform the show live in your yard if you have Ooh. the right amount of money. <laughs> that would actually be kind of fun going to someone's house who's got a, a ton of money. They hire, they hire like a. They have like a, a sommelier there yeah. and they have a chef there, and you could just like host an episode. We're like, we're here at Richard Branson's mansion. <laughs> Hi, John. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm super old. Yeah, you're a weird space freak, aren't I'm you, really Dickie? I'm really old, but I love your show. <laughs> So this is a $10 million bottle of wine. Should we break it or drink it or do both? Let's do both. (laughs) John Gabris. Hi, Mighty. Correct. What else should people know about? Um, Action Boys is my other podcast. We're talking action movies with Ben and Stang. Uh And then other than that, I got nothing else fucking vibing. Just check out 101 Places to Party Before You Die. Like, and talking to you about this, like, this doesn't is not a selling point, but mm-hmm. I just say this to my Hollywood friends. It's the one time in this business that the idea that I wanted is like what the final product is too. Oh, you know, right, like it right, so right. rarely ends up the way you want it to. So like, I'm not saying that means you will like it. I'm just saying I'm like f- able to be proud of it and no imposter syndrome for like the first yeah. time ever. And that's just like. Truly an unusual space for me to be in is to be like genuinely proud of something. Like normally you're always like have to do some qualifiers. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. It's kind of, you know, it was good. Yeah, it's not the kind of show I would watch, but, Mm -hmm. you know, like this is the kind of show I would watch. This is the kind of comedy I do like. And I didn't have to do someone else's type of comedy, you know. Right. Everything about it just felt like me. So, and and maybe that's part of the reason why I want it to work so bad because if it doesn't, then I'm like take that as a personal invalidation you know but you already did one so right that's that's, that's the victory that's more than uh more than almost everyone yeah that's like with my headspace where i'm at is like the victory was the season like yeah. that is the that is a peak that's a great peak making the thing is the reward yeah yeah but it's so qu- it's so quick how much you're like fuck i i know i need to do it again you like you see find, it you yeah. see it with like real like celebrity people are like please help us bring yellowstone back you know or something that maybe isn't crazy successful well you got to do do you got to be active cuz that's what you're supposed to do right cuz like no one is doing that for you no one's out yeah. there like it turns out there's like i don't know a lot of people work in marketing, but I, you don't know what they're doing for your show or anything like that. Dog will hunt. <laughs> Dog is going to hunt, baby. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here, John. Dude, John, thanks for having me, John. Love being here. Dude, always fun. Dog. Bye.